This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. When I was about 22 years old, one of my buddies got married and uh, had a wedding. It was an Italian wedding. At Italian weddings, I don't know whether you know this or not, but one of the things they do is that they, they carry the bride around in a chair, kind of over your head, you carry her around. And uh, 22 years old, we needed more people carrying the chair. And so I hurt my back at 22 years old, and I still have a bad back. Still struggle with back. Just a warning for those of you that get involved in those kind of weddings. Make sure you have enough people to pick up the chair. And I share that with you because as I've also gotten older, I've also had shoulder problems. And so recurring back problems and, and shoulder problems and just, you know, that kind of comes with old age. But there's a guy in California, his name's Troy. And whenever I have some sort of a physical malady or my back goes out or I've got some sort of an issue, I, I go see Troy. And Troy's in California. I also have some, some doctors and people that I, I reach out to in Texas. But when I go to California, I love the results that I get from Troy. I, I always leave there feeling better. He's a miracle worker. He's a sports injury doctor. And he, he's just amazing. I, I always leave feeling better. Always leave feeling like I've got some sort of an opportunity to get better sooner. And uh, you know, when we're done, he, he makes me stand up and go, okay, you know, tell me how you feel and what's going on. And usually in that moment, I, I feel better. I love the results because I always feel better when I leave than when I arrive. I'm never disappointed. And so I hate to go see Troy because when I go see Troy, it usually means I'm in pain, but I love the results. I always love the results. Well, welcome to Podcast 116. The title of this is Love the Results. I've been in a three-part series in this podcast that, that started out with, in, in leadership, loving first, which is being focused on your employees. Because if you take care of your employees, they'll take care of your customers, which will take care of your company and also can take care of your leadership position and, and your promotions and your raises. And then we talked about loving smart, which means that, that doing the right things and the smart things to make sure that you get the results that you're looking for, again, for your company, for your employees, for you as a leader, and also for your customers. So part three of this series is we're going to take a closer look at loving the results, which is if I do these things, if I love first and I love smart and do all the things that we've talked about over the 115 podcasts that we put out here, what kind of results can I get? What, what can I expect? What do I do with those? How can I monetize those and, and make something happen? And, and more importantly, again, what's the impact on my company, on my employees, 
on my customers and on my leadership, or in this case, your leadership. So I wanted to walk through some examples of loving the results and some things that you can expect to have happen as a result of making some of these love commitments that we've talked about. And, and first up is just simply, if we simply increase our engagement across the board, which means more pouring into the frontline supervisor so, so they know how to engage, more measurements of those, more connection where we're following the pulse checks and, and we know exactly how our organization feels, the people that work for us, how they feel, and then measuring stuff that, that are real that we can actually follow up on, whether our system follows up on it or whether you individually follow up on it. More gaming, not for boredom or even fun, but more for celebration and success and, and another way to measure improvement that goes on. Just overall engagement, more connection, more coaching, more, more quality coaching when I do the coaching, more purposeful connection to our employees, either by the company, either by us, either by the customers, or maybe between them and their peers. Well, what, what you end up receiving is better employee satisfaction scores, sometimes 30, 40, 50% improvement, and sometimes 100% or 300% improvement individually. You know, we lose sight of the fact that we fix our problems one employee at a time. While it's really great to have some sort of grand macro strategy and, and you need to have macro strategies in place, whether it be more engagement or more QM or a more focus or more training, whatever you may do on a macro level, what we're looking for is micro improvements. We're looking for improvements based on the individual. So let me give you an example. You may make a change take some sort of task to order, make some sort of strategy that you put in place because you want to change your CSAT scores. And we take a look at your CSAT scores and, and maybe they didn't move by very much because you have hundreds of employees. And, and maybe the overall average didn't change, but you might have literally changed or improved 100 out of your 500 employees or 200 out of your 800 employees. And maybe the overall change is pretty small, but you've impacted those individuals. And that really is how you move everybody together is that you have strategies and systems and capabilities in place that change individuals in all the individual areas that they have. So we build out macro solutions with bespoke capability that allows us to change individuals. So that allows us to get better ESAT scores or better CSAT scores or allows us to get lower turnover rates. Because every bit of turnover change that we can do keeps us from having to hire somebody new and whatever that expense is, whether that's $5,000 or $15,000 to get somebody up to speed. But it creates an environment where I don't have to go through and start from scratch again with the hope that they might connect, that I picked the right person, that they might stick around, that maybe they don't leave just because of something that I had nothing to do with, or that I put them with the right supervisor that gets me the right solution. And you know, when we make these smart decisions, when I love smart and I love first, I end up with less problems. And, 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 and I, I end up with less problems that only hurt, but don't help.
You see, you're always going to have the same number of problems. I'm convinced whether you're just won the lottery or whether you're going into bankruptcy, you're going to have the same number of problems. They're just going to be different. And what I'm looking for is, is I'm looking for a less set of problems that are going to distract me from what it is I'm trying to get done. So if we're not intentional early, if we're not loving smart by being intentional early, we end up finding a problem later on. We, we, we don't catch it early enough. We can't adjust. We can't make a fix early enough to allow us to keep from changing somewhere else. Or maybe you've got an organization that early on culture is really good, but then they get every day out on the floor and, and that's just a completely different experience. It's a different culture. We love them and then we love them in nesting and they get on the floor, we're, com we're completely different. And, and as a result of that everyday difference, we start losing people and, and they change. Another example of, of doing the right thing early is, is keeping a bad supervisor. And the impact that keeping a bad in, in, supervisor has on the individual employees that work for them, the other supervisors that know that that supervisor is bad, the impact on, on the employees listening to them, being coached by them, the, the, the rot that occurs when we don't get rid of them. And it's the same way with employees and its impact on other employees, on other supervisors that may then get this particular problem. And it's the same thing with the impact that we have on customers, on training, on our investment, all the different components that work. Increasing engagement will change all of your numbers for the better. There is no downside to this particular change and you will love the results. And for the most part, it doesn't cost you a lot of money to make those changes. Well, let's talk about something that does cost money, but you can get a return on. Let's talk about AI, which is something that in my 115 podcasts, I haven't really talked about with you, only because its impact on leadership and some of the components that I'm trying to teach you is, is there, but you have to work a little harder at it. But, but I want to show you some examples of some things that will love the results that allow you to love your employees first and love them smart that get you the results and the components that you want. So one of the best, maybe the very best, direct investment that you can make into AI is in the relationship to customer notes. Are you an organization that requires your frontline to take notes? Is that something that you do in post-call work or is it something that you try to do in the call? Most organizations do it in post-call work and they have some sort of time that they have scheduled in their workforce management to do these notes. This is something that AI can do for you, that they can take completely off your plate. They can give you accurate, 100% specific notes that you need to have in your system that you can take away from your front line. It's more accurate. It can reduce post-call work time and can certainly reduce the attention that your reps are required to focus on to do that. And there are really two types. So there's after the call, which is certainly all new people fit into that category because they can't listen to the call and take notes for you. They're probably finding some sort of a way to write them down and eventually they'll ramp their way up to being able to do them in call. And then if you're doing them in the call, I don't care whether you're doing in the call or not, but it's a distraction. It's a distraction to your folks. So you can get more accurate information and more information inside your actual call by using AI to produce the customer notes and put them back into your system for you. So an example, let's say you've got 9,000 calls, 9,000 calls times 15 seconds each at $30 an hour. That's a run rate of $280,000 a year just by eliminating 15 seconds 
out of a call. You, you can do the calculations yourself. It pays for itself. It's like a Ronco commercial. And that's not all. There's no expertise required on your part. No massive change. You do have to integrate where the data goes. And you also need to be recording calls today. So if you're recording calls today, this is something that you can do tomorrow. And you can have a, a direct reduction in cost and, and make a lot of savings. I mean, the example I gave you, you still have to pay for it, but, but you'll get cost savings. You can directly produce money to the bottom line. And oh, by the way, it's less things that your front line has to do. And they can concentrate more on the call, which is better for your customer, better for your company, better for the employee, and certainly better for you. But as I said, it's also a Ronco item because that's not all. The second thing is, is that once I impact and once I do AI, once I bring it into my organization, then I've got the ability to do 100% QM. Well, when you implement AI, you have an immediate benefit that you now have 100% QM because AI will score every single call for you. So the immediate benefit that you get is you get less QM people if that's your choice. If that's your choice to not do any of them yourself or to have a reduced cost, I've now reduced the number of people that have to do that. I get more compliance review, so I immediately reduce my risk. If you're a BPO, you're spending money to do this. You've now got a tool that will allow you to do it with less QM people. And if you can save that money, that's money that goes directly into your pocket if you're doing call notes and you reduce your call notes. You can also focus on whatever you want. You can focus on compliance, on sentiment, on skills, information, all sorts of stuff that you can do by doing 100% QM. And again, pretty much I can guarantee you that if you can find some sort of a way to do the notes and you can save some work time associated with it, it'll pay for the QM component as well. Well, now I've gone from a multiple different ways that I can do it and I can change that. If I get 100% of this QM data, I might be able to change behavior because now instead of having three or four calls a month that I've got some sort of data to change, I've now got 100% of the calls, which might turn out to be 1,000 calls a month worth of data. I give you a huge stop here and are you changing anything now? Which means, do you really need more information? What do you do with the information that you have now? How do you deal with the information that today that you get from QMs or from KPIs or the other data? What happens to it with your frontline? What happens to it with your supervisor? What happens to it with your leaders? Are you going to get a whole bunch of new information that you're just going to throw it away? Which means that you have to have a process in place that allows you to make the changes. Because I'm going to get all this new data. I've got to have systems and processes in place that allow me to actually make changes. Remember, I don't want to measure anything I have no intention of changing. I'm just going to monitor that. And I usually find in most organizations, I don't need to tell you what your problems are. You already know what your problems are. You already had a set of problems that you're trying to fix in your center. And you have a set of problems that you're working on each one of your individual agents on today. My clients can fix those problems because they use my systems and my tools to make sure that they can close the loop, that they've got follow-up, that they can take action. Are you able to do that in your center? Because if you are, then AI is a really great thing to add. If you're not, you need to close the loop, fix it, so that you then have the capacity to, as you get new problems, you can make the changes. And of course, with anything to do with AI, you need some sort of buy-in. And leadership's really looking for an impact, and they're also looking for some sort of financial improvement that you can get as well. In those two instances with AI, you can get those. Want more information? Give me a ring. My expectation is you've probably taken a look at the AI path, but haven't pulled the trigger yet. Here's two ways that you can pull the trigger and pretty much get a guaranteed definitive result. Well, where else can we go? 
Well, have you looked at your supervisor to agent ratio lately? Because if I'm loving first and I'm loving smart, I have the ability to change the supervisor to agent ratio and, and I've got the system and tools in place, I can make it bigger. What are you running today? Are you running one to 12, one to 13, one to 15? What would the value or benefit be to go to one to 16 or one to 17, or maybe even one to 18? How much money could you save from doing that based on how many supervisors you have? Go ahead and do the calculation. Would you be willing to take that if you could actually have more coaching, more focus, more attention to detail, and yet allow your supervisors to be able to manage or lead more people? Could you actually get better performance, more coaching, more training, more connection, and better results? but still have an increase in your supervisor to agent ratio, it's possible. It's possible if you've got the tools and the systems in place that allow you to do that, that give you more engagement. By loving them first, by loving them smart, you can create an opportunity where you might be able to save thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions. I don't know how big your center is. Another area where you can, where you can implement loving first, loving smart, and get a reduction in your cost in the area of supervisor's age ratio. And here's a last one for you. And this one is, is completely different. What do you do with new hire paperwork today for remote agents? Are you sending out paperwork, getting that paperwork back? Or are you doing some sort of e-docs to be able to reduce that? If you are, it's faster, it's cheaper, it saves a bunch of trees, and make sure you get all the documentation right when you need it. And it's a massive reduction in work effort for your employees. It's easily accessible for problem issues. It pays for itself in paper, in people support, and all around your life just gets easier. EDOCs for new hires. Are you doing any sort of new hire EDOC or are you just federal expressing out documents, requiring them to print them, scan them, send them back to you, or put them in some sort of a batch? And every time you've got some sort of a change, you're resending HR docs to them or capabilities in order to bring them on board. Really simple way for you to reduce the amount of cost that you have. Well, there was four quick ones. The impact of increase in engagement, two examples of AI, which is notes or QA, the ability to reduce your supervisor to agent, and finally eDocs. Yes, I know I didn't give you enough information. Yes, there's so much more that you would need to look at in order to be able to make those changes. But the reality is, they're all areas that you can love the results. You can love the results sooner rather than later. And you can increase the engagement yourself today and, and get the results and impacts that you have. You just need to figure out where you are today, do them, and then see whether the results change. And if you want more detail on the results, if you want more capability in that area, just let me know. I'd be happy to help. You know, whenever I go see Troy... I'm pretty much guaranteed that I'm going to love the results. And I'm going to love the results because I have the experience associated with having gone to them. And I've also tried some other areas and continue to try them when I'm not in California and don't get the results that I want. Are you getting the results that you want? Do you have areas and programs and strategies and implementations that you put in place that you love the results? Man, I hope so. If not, you're wasting your time. If not, you could be putting your time more focused on areas where you actually could love the results.
Are you a great leader yet? I hope you are. If you're a great leader, let me know. I'd like to know that you're a great leader. I'd like to know that your team has become a group of great leaders. Let me know. Reach out. You can be a great leader. It just takes a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of focus and it takes a lot of effort. It also requires you to have a mentor. Do you have one yet? I hope you have a mentor. If you don't, you can have one starting tomorrow. And are you a mentor for somebody else? And maybe you can't do it across the board because you can't impart wisdom in every single area that's necessary for you to be a full-on mentor. But I guarantee you there's a lane. There's an area that you really have some capacity in that you really could mentor somebody else. Come alongside somebody and make them better. What a great result. What a great opportunity for you to watch somebody else shine. And in order to be a great leader, you have to impact people, change their behavior, change their results, have them excel and stick around longer. That is what we're trying to do here in the contact center is get great results, have people be engaged, have people stick around with us and be successful for longer periods of time than we ever thought possible. Maybe we ever thought we had the right to expect. But you can enjoy those capabilities too. I hope you'll do it. I hope you'll become a great leader. I hope you'll love first, love smart, and as a result of that, love the results. It's been great to talk to you this week. Can't wait to talk to you next. Hope you have an amazing week. And if you're in California, look up Troy. Great to talk to you. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center coach.